This week on the Pushball Lakes podcast, it's part one of our Back to Basics podcasts, and we talk through setting up your training program. Better not screw up my flat then. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Poor Legs podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hall. What's going on, boys? Good. As we speak, hopefully, I should be flying down a mountain on a snowboard. Yeah, well. <laughs> I mean, you know, if things are going well, then <laughs> and by, by flying down a mountain, I mean not falling over and going about 10 metres and then stopping myself. Oh yeah, that'd be, it'd that's, be hilarious. That's flying for me. So. <laughs> yeah, with a bit of luck, as we speak, that's what I'm doing. Uh, at the time of recording, I'm obviously not. Um, yeah, really? so we're pre-recording a few episodes, Tom. I'm actually prepared mm. for once. Never happens. I know we've had to actually uh, organise ourselves on a Saturday, on like a day that <sighs> me and you normally take off. I don't know. I don't know if you take off. I normally work maybe just look at life admin more than anything else on a Saturday. A little bit yeah. of accounts, etc. Um, I yeah, try not to do any programming stuff, yeah. or anything like that. So, um, but yeah, I life know. Admin. Look, this, it's, I mean, we're doing this three hours before I'm due to get a train to London to stay at yours before I fly out tomorrow. I know. That's D- dedication to the listeners, right? <laughs> Disclaimer: I'm not even staying there. I have to leave leave my keys with my concierge and Dan's and a oh, concierge. Someone's got someone's got a concierge. <laughs> Wait to drop that one in, could you? <laughs> and then both my girlfriend's in Norway. I'm in Essex. Dan's just living life, just crashing my crashing my apartment. So get going to screw yeah. everything up. I'll leave it tidy, mate. I'll leave a yeah. I'll leave a box of crave as a as a thank you. Yeah, mm. opened. Um, so yeah, no. So um, yeah. Anyway, we thought. That we've got a couple of episodes to kind of record, um, and we were looking at what what we could talk about to give you guys some some good content. And we've had a few new listeners, um, and Tom messaged me and was like, "Oh, so what what do you reckon we should do?" And I was like, "Oh, well, you know, what what are you thinking?" And um, I was thinking of doing maybe like a like a little how to set up a training plan, how to set up a nutrition plan, two episodes, real simple, like because we've not really gone over it at a basic level. We always talk about more advanced stuff. So Tom sends me a message back and goes, oh, how about doing like, like two parts, doing one part where we like how to set up a training plan, the other one are like, like back to basics nutrition. I was just like, yeah, it sounds like a good idea, Tom. Almost like, it's almost like it's the same brain. <laughs> it's great. Basically, I tried to say it for about 10 minutes, but Siri kept on get, getting my, uh, my voice thing wrong. <laughs> Awful. Siri's like voice recognition for more than a sentence is just like... Hilarious! I should have just sent the Alexa, sent it. <laughs> and you were like, "What the fuck are you meaning?" Like, I have no idea what's going on. So, for like one one line, it was good. Siri was good because I was driving at the time. Because you shouldn't be texting whilst driving, right? So I can just do, "Hey Siri, do this. Send Dan Meek." It's good. Um, but yeah, why not? Like, we should split. So this is essentially part one. I think we decided to uh, we'll call it back to basics. My first training program, or how to set up your first training program. Whether it be a first one, doesn't have to be a first one. Maybe it'll be the one you actually you've had kind of training programs before. You're trying to set them up, like you're not bothering with a coach or etc. So we might as well kind of say what we do, um, how we set up our own, how we set up other people's, what are the processes that we start to look at, um, and build it from there. We'll give like 
we'll aim for about half an hour. So these are going to be part one, part two, split over two weeks. We'll, uh, yeah, hopefully you'll, you'll basically have your life in order, essentially like that. So at the end of two weeks, right? I mean, if we if we do this properly, yeah, you'll have to do <laughs> in th- two 30-minute parts, done. Like, and, then, right. and then whatever coach you're with, you can just fire them and be like, refer to this. So apart from okay. if you're with me or Dan. Unless you're my client. Yeah. <laughs> We're fine. Um, yeah, so should we how to set up a training program, essentially. So I think where we need to start out is... I don't know. So we look at a needs analysis more than anything else when we have uh, a client taken on. Do we? Um, don't, don't we just give them all the same one? Oh, shit. No. I've, what? What? <laughs> so we're going to start off with a needs analysis, Dan. Um, and a needs analysis is <laughs> an analysis of need. So what they uh, need to do, what are their goals, what have they come for you, why, why they've come to you, and... Uh, what will fit into their life essentially because mm. nobody's you have to kind of tra- train around everyday life right you're an everyday athlete we're not real athletes um because you're not training every day so how to set it up um would be the first thing i would look at be like what are my goals and muscle <laughs> muscle it's generally going to be and imagine Always. every single person not nearly every single person this pro who will follow this will be either programming for strength uh, strength hypertrophy or just pure hypertrophy I think mean, those are the crossovers and they all kind of relate to each other um, unless you're 15 years down the line and you're just like just doing one thing for power development or something like that then these all pretty much no matter what athlete we take on they're going to be the cornerstones of how we'd set it up um, and from the back of that we need to work out how much time you can devote to training um, that means per session and any day of the week. So how many times can you train? That is big for us, guys, because that will depend on what kind of programming you will be and what kind of split that you'll have um, and your recovery time, basically. So, for for example, if you're, if you're coming to me and saying, I can only train two times a week, I'm like, all right, we're, we're limited um, and you will definitely be doing full body no matter what. I was like, I need the volume, but then, then the chances are I'm going to ask you to train for a little bit longer or try and get that. If you're coming to me, you've only got twice a week at half an hour, I'll be like, all right, let's look at your whole diary. Um, there's got to be another half an hour or two half an hours in there somewhere to split it up. Um, or you've got to just simply be more active as we go through. And then hypertrophy will not be the goal, right? Um, I think the reasoning why we'd look at strength and hypertrophy down as well uh, is generally speaking, um, no matter your goal, if it's weight loss or weight gain or maintenance, those are generally the ones. The training's not going to change that much um, in terms of exercise selection and in terms of rep ranges and intensity. Basically, we're just looking at all of those all those parameters. And if you're like, oh, I'm on weight loss, I need to do more cardio. No, only use cardio as a tool unless you actually need it to put it in and you, you're doing some sort of endurance event. Um, if you don't need to do it, you don't have to do it. That's not. A, it's, if you prefer cardio, then by all means, then you can you can shove it in. I put in conditioning sessions for my guys. Um, that's absolutely fine. But if you're paramount on building muscle and strength, I should imagine a lot of people in this, well, listen to this show are. Then there's no need, right? So bin it if you don't need it. It's a time waster, really. If you don't need it, cool. Agree. Yeah. The only the only caveat to that is I think. 
when you're trying to gain muscle as opposed to lose fat, probably looking at a few more sort of AMRAP sets or drop sets potentially, just because you can recover from the extra load and the extra kind of fatigue from that and you're probably going to get um, a little bit better progress just from, from that. That's the only little thing that will probably change. Everything else, like you said, exercise selection, um, intensity, and that's the only difference there is just that that's an added intensifier really. Um, all the other stuff is going to stay pretty much the same. You're still going to be focusing your main exercises on each day. is going to be around compound movements um, and you're just going to be trying to hit a certain le- threshold of volume so that you can keep hold of your muscle tissue or force it to grow if you're trying to gain size. So yeah, they're the kind of fundamentals really is, you know, this is, we're, we're kind of going over this as well, assuming you've done a needs analysis and assuming that you've got all that nailed, like we're not going to go over how to assess someone. We've done podcasts on that before. Um, we are assuming you've done that and you've got someone in front of you and they're like, right, I'm ready to go. That's when you're going to go, right, you know, three, four or five days a week, potentially you're going to train and you then start looking at, okay, what are their focus areas they want to focus on the most? Are they weak at pressing? Are they weak at squatting? Are they weak at deadlifting? Like, what's their weakness? And you're then going to start going, okay, that's their weak lift. And then you might start going, okay, what are the weak muscle groups within that lift or within their body? So, for example, they may be really crap at pressing. I'm just using Thomas' example here. Um, and then they may have really shit triceps, right? So you might go, right, well, I know that the best thing to do for that person is to A, get them pressing more often, and then B, to get their tricep a bit, a bit bigger. Um, and then you might have a second a secondary assistance or a secondary weakness, which could be in the lower body, which maybe for Tom could be, you know, quads or hamstrings, whichever, take your pick, say. Um, once you pick that, they're going to be your kind of three main focus areas, and they're going to be the, the sort of the cornerstones of how you're going to periodize that program because you've identified them as the most important aspects of that person's next 12 weeks so if they're trying to increase their bench press and they're trying to increase their tricep development you want to make sure they've got as much adequate rest between those sessions and they're hitting those those muscle groups or those movements as often as possible while maximizing recovery so they'll be the ones you put in in my opinion when you design the plan first they'll be the ones you go right so for example you might bench on a monday morning when you've had two days off at the weekend that would make sense because you go, right, they've got a chance to recover. They've eaten enough food. They're going to then be okay on the Monday. And you might put their strongest lift maybe on like, you know, the Wednesday or the Thursday, which could be the third day in a row of training potentially. Um, again, little things like that are the things that you then start thinking about because you're starting to design their program. You know how many days a week they're going to train. You then pick those key movements, those key fundamental muscle groups. And that's what you then start programming from there. And then you then pick the secondary, and then the tertiary just kind of fills in the gaps. That's pretty much how I would do it. Yeah, so obviously where Dan's speaking from is more of, even even though it does relate to like strength programming, it's more of a hypertrophy background because that is generally what your game is. So in terms of, I would still look at it, but we've had this argument. If you listen to us before, we've, we have the, the constant battle of movement over muscle groups, right? So how I categorise same exactly what Dan said, like maybe his weak lift, weak lift is a bench. Um, then I would look at it and be like, all right, and he's going to be, well, him or her is doing more or volume wise or strength work on a horizontal push or a vertical push to basically utilize and trying to get that up or that weak part of his body. Um, so it's just, just looking at, so my, my toolbox is set up slightly, just slightly different. It's got different labels than Dan's. That's the only difference. Um, that's how I would categorize them. Um, so I look at, um, so for an upper day, I've got vertical push pull and then horizontal push pull, literally it. Um, and then for my lower stuff, I've got 
lower push pull and unilateral, so bilateral push pull and then unilateral push pull. Um, you can split them into hip and knee dominant if you really want to. So you can get a, you can start playing with the mechanic a little bit. Um, but then I get the the bloody argument of low like, oh, but uh, but uh, if my knee dominant is uh, my squat, well, I might still use my hips. I'm like, yeah, but the other thing is that is a deadlift. I was like, it's de- your squat is definitely more knee dominant than a deadlift than a hip. So mm. that's why I put that in that category. Thanks, um, but I constantly get that argument from uh, trainers who who know a lot. But then I'm like, well, just this is just a way of doing it. It doesn't mean they're set in that category. You could name it the dream boat category and fucking rainbows. I don't care. It's just the way I split it up. It's fine. Um, but that's how I would start to look at stuff, um, and then split it up, determining on week factors and days of week. So. I think we should probably give. I think I've rounded out that to before um, in terms of how many days a week. What was? What would you be looking at to be your most optimum? So, um, one day a week, meh. Um, what are you doing? It's got to be full body. It's got to be fucking ages. Um, it's, you're not going to make any progress personally. I say, yeah. I. It's, it's kind of hard to say. I wouldn't bother, but I don't think I would bother. Like. Wonder what you like. Once, once yeah. a week is like what you really you, you'd you'd have to make sure they were doing something else. Yeah, you'd have to be like, all right, I could, I could see one day a week for weight loss. You're not going to put on any mass ever. Um, that's the only thing. Even if your diet is on point as hell, the only way is you're going to lose weight. You could do that with just diet, and we'll explain that in the next show. Um, but and just one day in the gym, eh, maybe you'll offset some like health stuff. That's about yeah. it. There's there's, there's going to be health benefits to it, obviously. Um, through muscle stress, um, kind of bone stress, that you have to do fine, and maybe you got you got to do some tendon rehab work. That'd be cool. Um, but apart from that, one day a week, meh. You don't need to think about it that much. Two days a week, full body, full body, no question. Okay. Yeah, um, and also probably more sets, right? I think you'd be looking at probably five working sets if you only yeah. had two sessions a week. So if you only two sessions a week, absolutely five working sets, something like that. You're going to be a fair amount of exercises. You're probably going to yeah, you're gonna hit every single thing, both days. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, you can have the same day, same program, just do it twice. Yeah, um, I wouldn't. I, that'd be fine with me. Maybe you just switch up squatting and deadlifting, but that'd be a paramount exercise, absolutely, uh, depending on weakness, I guess. Um, and then you'd make sure you'd, if you're doing two days a week, both those top exercises will be pure strength. I don't care if you're doing hypertrophy because you've got enough rest in between each of them. To do. So to base that out, the general rule of like kind of again okay, rep ranges and volume for uh, for resting um, would be we're looking at like cardio based stuff. You you can recover within about six hours, so you should be able to be a go again ish. Um, so and from like six to twenty four hours, and then you got like basically okay so muscular endurance is then another category, right? Um, it's like twelve to twenty four hours hypertrophy is like up to thirty. Is it up to 36 hours recovery? Are you 24? Yeah. And then your strength work can be anywhere from 48 to 72 hours because of the CNS development. And the central nervous system takes a little bit longer to basically restore. So you basically you can hit that every three days to every two days. So that's where you need the rest. That's why possibly doing heavy bench 
deadlifts and squats at like five by fives isn't probably that's why you need deloads that's what <laughs> if you're basically taxing yourself that much every single time so hence i'm doing that right now but i do have a recovery day set in but i will deload after three weeks um that's when that comes in but if you really want to i'd only pick two two things to gain strength on throughout that time and then probably gain size on the other thing so stick it in like the high the low end of hypertrophy like seven eight reps or something like that but yeah mm. Agree, Dan. I hope you agree. I agree. Yeah, like you say, as soon as you go to three, as soon as you go to three days a week full body, again, you're probably looking at maybe instead of doing eight exercises each session, each session, maybe doing seven, mm. and then also maybe doing four working sets. So, what what we're trying to get at here is the volume would probably stay roughly the same over the course of the week. It's just how often you can then hit that muscle group, or how yeah. often you can train that intensity. Just just develops over time. So, to go. I reckon actually three times a week full body is actually harder than doing four sessions a week upper lower upper lower. Yep. I think it is it does tax you a lot, and and that's why I always say to clients if they can squeeze a fourth one in, it'll make life a little bit easier for you because seven exercises on a full body program three times a week is hard work. You're in the gym for a long time, um, but they're also the programs that people do see really good progress on if they can stick to them. So um, that's quite a common one, but then. Once you go to four days a week, you're really looking at probably upper, lower, upper, lower, um, really is the, is the best thing to do. Um, you could, there's an argument to be made. I've seen people do it, and I would experiment with it if you're an experienced lifter, potentially, is doing posterior chain and anterior train, chain together. I've seen that done for, so they call it push, pull, push, pull, because yeah. then what they do is they class the squat as a push and they class the deadlift as a pull which technically they are, technically. You're pushing with your legs when you squat and you're pulling when you do a deadlift. Um, you're pulling it off the floor. So, it, you know, you can go, right, on your posterior day, you're doing, you know, back and hamstrings and glutes. And then on your push day, you're doing squats or knee dominant and then chest, shoulders. Um, which is, any, I mean, anybody's interested, that is exactly how my workouts are set up right now. Yeah, so like someone, I did say experienced lifter. I, I also met a potential <laughs> newbie who actually doesn't even lift. Um, so yeah, it's, it's or as Dan quoted when I posted my first, my I posted free workout first day, and you're like just making it up as you go along. Literally, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, some of my clients as well. What the, if they have, um, if they have a particular weakness in their hamstrings and their back, which is fairly common in a lot of people. If they have one, if they have weak hamstrings, they tend to have a weaker back. And it just comes from usually that they they can't see it, so they don't really train it as often. So what I tend to do with those those clients is they'll have a um, they'll have a posterior day. So they'll do like rack pulls, they might do deadlifts, lat pull downs, hamstring isolation stuff, glutes on one one day solely. So they concentrate one hundred percent on it, and then they'll have a lower day, an upper day, and then a push day or another upper day, which might be a bit of everything. Uh, which is another way you can do it is I do find that the posterior, so back and hamstrings and glutes, you can get them together quite nicely in a session. Like they do go quite well together um, because obviously in deadlift, you still use your lats, your upper back and everything like that as well. So um, yeah, they do go quite nicely together. So that's always a, an option you can try. Absolutely. I, I agree. I'm a big, big fan of splitting posterior and anterior stuff up and then even mix them if you really want. So as far as, um, maybe the more athletic population um or sometimes if i'm training a client like two days a week i might go anterior upper 
and then posterior lower, and then you split them like a cross chain stuff. And yeah, I'm Tom. Tom mad. loves Tom loves confusing everyone with that. <laughs> one. So, so on, I, what I would do is I would do the uh, anterior unilateral um, upper body, and then I do the posterior bilateral <laughs> lower body. That's what I. That's what I do, Tom. If I was really going to confuse people. So yeah. we've we've got a bit of advance to be fair, because I'm just working on their sling patterns as well, how they correspond. So hip to like me. Um, so my fascial sling, but they're a little bit too advanced. You don't have to. If it's my first training program, don't bother with that. It's fine. Um, you don't have to set out like that. That's hopefully what I get paid to do, and what yeah I can start looking at in detail. Um, but as you go on, uh, so rep schemes and weight schemes, like Dan said, that, uh, what do we had? We had we were at four four days a week was like upper lower, yeah, upper so lower. Four, That's probably four days. Yeah, yeah. You're looking at, I mean, you're looking at probably the first exercise of each day is going to be like you said, a strength based. So you know, between zero to six reps, and you're going to periodize that. Zero on, reps. You know what I mean. <laughs> um, <laughs> How many reps you got? Zero. Done. Yeah, I'm already zero. Done. That's me. <laughs> Um, yeah, based on your athlete and based on the person you've got, it depends obviously what phases they're in and stuff like that. That's ten. That's going to usually be a strength-based thing, but it's not always either because if you train at eight reps, some people get really strong doing eight reps. Um, and if they're pushing themselves and they might not hit eight reps, they might do six or seven anyway. You know they're hitting those kind of numbers that are pretty strong and pretty tough anyway. So um, the first exercise is going to be that. And again, the same with the next two probably. So those first three exercises, you're probably looking at around the eight-rep mark. Pretty tough. Um, pretty intense and then as the session goes on you're probably going to add reps into the into the exercises so like I've said to a lot of my clients is that the first three exercises are the ones that are the most important ones they tend to be the ones that we're looking at for the volume load we're making sure the loads are going up we're making sure you're getting stronger making sure that things are developing and then as you go through it you might do say on an upper day you might do bench pressing you might do five sets um, you know a five working up to a max set potentially then after that you might do like um you might go lap pull downs for eights. You might do dumbbell shoulder press for eights. So there you're kind of core lifts on that day. And then after that, you might have like cable flies for your chest. Then you might have um, seated rows for your back. And there might be like sets of tens or twelves. And then after that, you might do lateral raises for your arms. That might be a set of fifteens. And then you might be doing biceps and triceps. And again, that could be ranged from anywhere from eight to to twenty reps probably. And I like to with arms as well. I tend to tend to try and mix it if possible. So you can do like eight, 10, 12, or I just say, right, hit 50 reps. doesn't matter how you do it. Just do 50 reps. Cause at that point, it doesn't really make a huge difference. What matters is you're getting a volume load in. It doesn't really matter whether you're doing three sets of 10, two sets of 15, one massive set of 30, you know, with a drop set and all this sort of stuff. There's those different ways you can do it um, until you start getting really advanced and you need to start thinking about that. Most people just need to just train them somehow and put some decent load through it. Um, so that's kind of how I would look at it and how most plans, I guess, look. Um, but I would definitely be picking those top three or four exercises and going, right, they're the ones that I'm looking each week to make sure that I'm improving on um, yeah. so that you know that things are going to change. Like you said, if you're doing dumbbell bicep curls, chances are you're not going to be lifting you know, much heavier in two weeks' time uh, and you're not going to be you know, smashing the weight up each week. So don't stress about that whereas you know on your bench you should be looking to add two and a half kilos maybe every every so often yeah but you've got you've got to look at that from um muscle group point of view as well because obviously the recruitment's far larger on some of those big lifts that we're looking at um so you're shifting more weight so percentage wise we can increase the percentage and the actual load far 
like smaller increments than maybe somebody's doing with a bicep curl. So if you're going from 10 to 12 kilos on a bicep curl, believe me, that's an increase of 20%. If we tried to do that on the bench press, you'd fucking laugh your head off. You'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm, I just fancy doing 20% extra this week. Going from like 100 kilos to 120 kilos. Is that what you're saying? That's basically what you're just saying to me. Um, mm. So yeah, it's, it's just think of it that way as well. Um, if you're only making those, if you're making a small increment after three months you end up curling the from the tens to the twelves, that's pretty decent, right? You take a twenty yeah. percent increase across a lift. Um so run home with that. That's absolutely fine. Um as you go along, um as your longevity as you're training for longevity as well, um I think it was a post that I put out the other day on pulling. Um and there's a general rule within maybe a lot of S and C coaches as we will pull two to three times more than we push. Um, I generally go to two to one on a horizontal. So on horizontal pulls, like your bent over rows or um, pendulum rows, cable rows, um, stuff like that, to a push. So a horizontal push, like a bench press. And then I might do three to one on a uh, hor- like vertical pull to vertical press. Um, obviously, these are more perspective as well on... Uh, some of the like raises like i mean dan will be obviously be doing like some sort of lat raise or i don't know front raise or anything like front raise for me is a push really a push so i realize he's pulling up but i'd be like all right you got like rear delt stuff and like medial delt stuff which is a lat raise and all that kind of very stay very stable and it's more than anything working on your scapular motion so you can class them as a vertical pull as far as i'm concerned um vertical can be from up like down to up as well not as just up to down so overhead doesn't have to be overhead to be a vertical pull um so like a shrug believe it or not vertical pull um there we go bicep curl vertical pull um, if you really want to categorize it, I got, I got told that in an interview once. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're right. It is good. Well done. I don't mind. That. <laughs> I don't mind that at all. Um, <laughs> uh, but very odd when somebody's teaching me in an interview, how to do a bicep curl. I've, I've never had that. Ex- I usually ask for people to teach me exercises and coach them. And then somebody asked to teach a bicep curl. I was like, this better be shit hot because there's not much, to- <laughs> not much to do. Um, but yeah, but we'll go so i would stick to those if you can and like dan said because because you can't see your back um doesn't mean it's not there and the fact is that over a lot of those lifts i mean squatting definitely deadlifting and a little bit of bench pressing um you will get stronger at those better if you pull they will all have a big effect of pulling instead of pushing. Um, if you think about your lats and engage straight away when you're up at like 80, 90% of your bench press, that's going to be coming into it. Um, so I'd look at that more than anything else um, in terms of exercise selection. Obviously, if your weakness lies in your tricep or you're pushing, then do that. Um, if you haven't got a big chest and you really want one, um, then do that. That's absolutely fine. But I don't know what your big, what your, so if we were going to go through those categories, what your big exercises that you'd pick, mate? Um, I'd probably go... Dan's favourite exercises. On those bigger lifts, I'd probably go... uh, It'd probably be back squat, bench, deadlift, incline bench. Cool. I'd concur with that. you got, like, yeah. And I I class um, an incline bench as a vertical push. Yeah, I, I just... Because I don't like heavy overhead barbell pressing. Personally, I don't like doing it myself because I find... 
I cheat a little bit. Um, weak as piss. So. I don't think so as well. But also, <laughs> if I'm going to train my shoulders, I would just train with dumbbells and I'd do seated because um, I feel like I target my shoulders more. I feel like I feel it more in my shoulders. Yeah. I need to work more on my chest anyway, so I do incline bench anyway for that reason. Um, I just prefer to do it that way. That's There's nothing against it. I've, I've got clients that do overhead barbell press because they can and they're strong at it and they want to get want to get stronger at it and that's, that's cool. Um, it's just risk to reward ratio again for me it's just not worth it um so when i set up my next off-season plan yeah that's what they'll they'll be the the kind of the four main lifts and then like you said after that on those days where i'm doing incline bench and bench press then the two main lifts after that would be two back exercises so it'll be you know lap pull down or a lap pull down variation and then a horizontal row variation um and then after that would be a bit more bench potentially um because it's funny because my weak areas when I look at my physique or when, you know, I look at my numbers is I just haven't been very bro and I need to be more bro. Like my back and my legs are all right. And that just comes from, again, not, I'm not big headed, but like learning to train properly and you just train your legs more, your back more. Um, but then I realized that I don't train my chest. I don't train my arms or my shoulders as well. So that's why they look shit compared to the other bits. So um, I do need to go a little bit more bro with it. So I will tr- be trying that um next sort of off season to be a bit more of a bro but i do like training back and i do feel that like i get a good um good pump in my back and good progress and stuff like that so they'll be the four main lifts that i would do um and yeah i'm going to try something in my next off season that's a bit different to what i've done before um so we'll see how that goes um with just setting a weight that i'm going to lift for like the next four to six weeks and basically just doing more reps all the time yeah, doing more reps so. events until i get to a point where i'm doing like eight ten reps with it on an amrap and then i go right now i'm going to add 10 kilos for the next four to six weeks and just lift that weight rather than trying to find around with like always trying to set pbs with one rep one rep whatever two reps is just actually my goal is hypertrophy so it's like, actually why don't i pick a weight i can do for three reps and then i can if i can do it for seven or eight reps i'm gonna get stronger i'm gonna get bigger i'm doing more volume then I can up the weight and go back to doing threes and then go through it that way. And it just seems like a simpler way of doing it, take the kind of thought process out of it. Um, so that's what I would do. And then I think if you're going to go, if you're going to go to five days a week, I personally wouldn't put in another strength exercise on that fifth day. I would have it as like a week part day, like a week area or just like a volume day. So I'd probably stick to like an upper lower, upper lower for the four days. And then on that fifth day, I would go, right, what are my weak areas? Like we established, you know, if we're using the example we had before, um, where your pressing's weaker, um, you might go, right, that's the day I'm going to do more tricep work. You might do a bit more core work. Uh, you might pick, again, your lower body area that's weak. So maybe your calves are a bit shit. So you do more work on those. And it's just a day to add volume to those weaker areas. I wouldn't see it as a, um, some people call it like junk day or like, um, I call it op- option describe. day. Option day, yeah. Or like, you know, it's, it's just that, that day that you can just get in, do the bits you need to do. And it's kind of a bit more enjoyable. Um, so for me on that fifth day, it will literally be, um, chest and arms pretty much shoulder, yep. chest, shoulders and arms. So I'll be doing raises, biceps, triceps, um, and probably not too much heavy pressing, more just flies and maybe machine press, nothing that's too tactical on the CNS so that I can recover for the next time I come to do maybe some heavier barbell stuff. Um, but that's kind of how the only difference you'd make then to five session to five times a week, um, is you probably keep the upper lowers pretty much the same. Um, the only benefit of doing that up doing that fifth day is to get that extra volume in. And to be honest, I'd only do that as well if you're gaining muscle. Like if you're trying to lose, um, if you're trying to lose body fat, I, there's not really a huge amount of benefit to that extra day. No. It's just a bit of a calorie burner. But to be honest, the amount of cardio you're putting have to be doing at that point, I wouldn't bother. 
I think four days a week is plenty if you're trying to lose body fat. You're stimulating the muscle groups twice a week doing four sessions. Um, there's no bother. There's no problem with that, I don't think, for most people. Um, that is what I would do. But. Some people just can't keep themselves out of the gym, strangely. Um, but then they, you <laughs> yeah, might... the, People forget you recover, though. Don't? People yeah. forget about the recovery aspect. They forget that when they're at home, sat on the sofa doing nothing, you're recovering, ready to go again. And they think that if... They think that they, they, that more is better, and it's not always like it's not about it's not about focusing on what you need to do more, but it it's more about what you need to focus on less. Like yeah, rather than focusing on doing more and more and more, focus on other things that you need to do in your life that you need to reduce. <laughs> so you need to reduce your stress probably when you're dieting. So find ways of doing that. If that means you read a book or you chill out that hour you would have spent in the gym would be better off probably spent doing something like that. As long as you're getting your steps in, as long as you're getting your cardio in, as long as you're getting those four sessions in, that fifth session isn't really going to add a huge amount to your progress. Um, so I personally don't think it's hugely beneficial. Yeah, so I think in I think we've, we've, we've hit our half an hour there, mate. So I think in summary, just if you're going to set out a session, it's going to be main strength exercises or at the top. Or obviously you got so if you go through an actual like workout day, um, I've got like pre-activation stuff. So you do five five to eight minutes of your warming up of some sort. Um, whether that's I'm gonna go just split it into like fifty fifty, either an area that you know you need to warm up for the session you're just you're just doing, or undo where you are normally. Okay, if you're normally at a desk. Um, then do some singular hip thrusts, some adapter holds, some like plank work, do some cable like pulls or some, some sort of like face pull and then just do that as a round for like two times. You'll be absolutely fine. Just get your heart rate pumping, do a few activations. Then you're going to far be far better just leading straight into your work. Um, doesn't matter. You can have the same warm up as long as you hit a, a probably like a bridge, I don't know, go bridge, core, bodyweight squat and a face pull and maybe a press up I'd be happy with that for most people to be honest and then you go warm up on your weight um, That that's probably you'd be better than 95% of the people that go to the gym then because that never gets done um, so which is which is damning when uh, <laughs> and we've all done it I'll do it I'll just walk in and be like right I'm just going to warm up my weight and just go through it so I can't be asked um, if you've got the time if you know you can split up your session into that then do it Five to eight minutes, do that. Then main strength work should take probably 15, 25 minutes, depending on that. Um, then you've got your supplementary work, do three, four, five exercises, no matter what. So you've got two main supplements, um, probably take the next probably five to ten minutes each. Um, so you're quickly taking up to about 45 minutes already. So 45 minutes to an hour, and then you can split up the next, maybe give yourself one, two, three different supplementary exercises based off the back of your uh, either your main strength or one of the other stuff okay so split them up and you might just have three sets of 10 or whatever um yeah and go do those as a round you can superset them if they complement each other so upper lower complements usually literally anything will complement as long as you know you're going from big muscle group to small muscle group most, most of the time so it's not as taxing okay and then that'll be recovery time and then on every single one of my sessions right now so i've got main I've got main lift, so this is four session, four exercises per session, essentially. Main lift, then supplement, 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 and then at the end, I've just got arms and carry core and conditioning, whatever I want to pick. I can, I've can. i got four days. I've got to pick one of them at the end of each one. 
um, which is fine. Most mostly, I'm just to pick carries most of the fucking time because that that is core and that is conditioning, and it is a little bit of arms. So you're fine. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Sit, sit, sweet. Half an hour, blam, done. Um, okay, so I think we're gonna cap that there as we, um, Dan's Dan's gonna speak heavily about diet next, um, and it's gonna be super fun. So uh, thanks for listening, guys. Obviously, give us feedback if you need help setting up your plan. Um, then by all means, message me, message Dan. He might not be um, as quick as responding whilst he's, uh, I don't know, prancing. Face plant in the sun. <laughs> whilst he's basically drinking that, it'll be fine. You'll be you'll be uh, just having loads of like ski, kind of lodge food and just eating meat, dipping, fucking, no? Who knows, mate? Could be doing anything mate, right now. I want to see loads of cheese fondue. That's going to be cheese great. Cheese fondue, so. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and uh, we will catch you next week with how to set up your first diet.